0: Last episode, we, we began uh, having a conversation of just the blessing and maybe taking some pressure off of what it looks like to sit with somebody during the crucial step five, the, the fifth step process of hearing another person's full inventory, which is just a, a, a picture of another man or another woman or a child of God's story where there's been some hurt and maybe some struggles, maybe some damage and, and uh, that needs to be uh, addressed. So uh, in today's episode, we're going to continue this conversation on the gift of being present and not being so hung up with the skill as we on the receiving end, the listening end of the fifth step. Welcome to Hope and Recovery, a Fellowship Celebrate Recovery podcast. This is a podcast that shares hope and healing for our mental, spiritual, emotional, and relational journey through life change stories and recovery topics, all centered on Christ in in Matthew chapter 5, where Jesus is telling us, hey, this is how you can be happy and blessed in spite of your circumstances. Do these things and they're all based on the Celebrate Recovery principles that help us to face our hurts, hangups, and habits so we can walk in the newness of life as Christ intended. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney. I'm the pastor and ministry leader of Fellowship Bible Church Celebrate Recovery uh, here in Rogers, and uh, so good to be back with you here today. Hey, today I want to really um, want to continue this conversation around um, the fifth step, and we had some good conversation. Hopefully, it was helpful. If you missed uh, the episode right before this, go go check it out. But just really talking about uh, the importance of being present, uh, accessible. Am I am I being responsive and engaged with somebody in their their process? Um, and, and being mindful as on the, as we ended the last episode, just talking about when we do miss each other. And by the way, again, I just want to restate this. This is for all relationships. When we are human in our brokenness and we miss each other, how do I reset and repair? So important. Um, Hey, I just noticed, and again, this is why it's so important in my accessibility, in my attunement with the other person that's actually sharing, do I notice something change in them? I just want to lean into that and say, hey, can we hang on just a second here? I noticed something just shifted for you, and it feels like you kind of went away a little bit. I just want to make sure uh, that you're okay. How, How are you right now? What just happened there? Do you feel like I'm still with you? What's happening right now? And it, it can feel vulnerable to do that. And here's the thing. Sometimes it may be, oh, no, we're good. We're good. And I was like, okay, I just want to make sure because I noticed something shifted. Did you feel that? Because I noticed it. I noticed something shift in your face or your body language. And, and maybe it's just because it's a hard thing that you're sharing. But I want to make sure that you still feel like I'm with you. And if it feels like even even in that shift, and I know in my heart that, oh, man, you know what? I just went away from you, didn't I? Can, can we reset? My, my brain started going to, to something else, and I started thinking about that. And I, and I don't want you to feel like that I don't care about what you're sharing. But this is too important. I don't want, I don't want to just kind of push through this. I don't want this to be a checklist thing. I want to reset. Uh, please forgive me for that. Can we reset? So you were saying you were talking about your dad. And can we can we go back to that and so pick up where we left off? So that can feel vulnerable, can feel a little bit overwhelming. Here's the things, guys. <laughs> I don't think I said this on the last uh, podcast, but... Um, we expect you're going to make mistakes in this process as the receiver, as the listener in this process. In fact, I think it's important that you expect you're going to make mistakes. In fact, you might even preface the the meeting with your sponsee or the person that is sharing, saying, hey, there may be times that I'm going to, I'm going to, kind of lose you or I'm, you know, you're going to lose me and I'm going to have to reset. I just want you to know this is too important. And if that happens, I'm going to stop and reset. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm human, right? We just have to allow for mistakes. I've said this before, but if I, if I feel like I'm going to strike out every time I go up to the, the plate in baseball, I like baseball, um, I'm probably going to strike out, but If you have that mindset, you are going to strike out and then you're going to be very, very, very shameful because your expectations are out of whack. You're not always going to strike out, but you're going to strike out sometimes. What's a a guy that bats the three out of 10 is a hall of famer, right? you're going to make mistakes. It's not that you won't make mistakes in any relationship, but especially in this setting, it's what do we do with the mistakes and how do I repair this? So, um, so I want to talk a little bit about, um, yeah, on the verbal side, we, we talked about the right side of our brain uh, being so important. Just what is, what is my face saying? What is my body language saying? Even if I'm saying you, you're not shameful or, you're not a bad person. If my body language says something else, it's going to, um, that's what they're going to hear louder than, than, than anything that you say with your words. Um, so in your words, this is so important. This is why we don't want to go into um, kind of a list Well, you need to do this and you need to do that. And here, here's where I think your words can be helpful in the receiving of the fifth step. Is lean into the experience, Um, and I know this can feel a little bit weird, but but we carry our stories in our bodies. Uh, Our bodies communicate a lot. As I wouldn't be afraid to lean into that, you know, as they're sharing, um, asking, "Hey, can we just check in? What's that like to share this with me? What's it like to talk about that?" And and here's the thing I would say. Sometimes we try to just push through and grind out the sharing of an inventory. I want to give you permission that you don't have to do this in one setting. In fact, sometimes it may not be good to do it in one setting, especially if there's some significant trauma that we're talking about. It may be enough to talk about a very atrocious um, event that happened that was very abusive and, and Get that out, and the damage, and the effect, and really process that, or that one individual. Uh, there, there's one step a stepdad, a stepfather in particular in my story that had multiple th- entries on my inventory, very physically, verbally, emotionally abusive, uh, and even sexually abusive, mentally. Just the the things that he introduced me to. Um, so. It would, it would make sense to spend time maybe in this sitting that we're just going to unpack this one stepdad and maybe just kind of spend some time talking about that. What was that like to share that? What, what's happening in your body right now as you share this with me, as you bring someone into this, maybe for the first time, it's probably the first time you've shared this with anybody. What's that like to say that out loud? What, what's happening for you? What are you feeling right now? I think too much in our verbal, in our words, we go to the correction, right? We go to the things that they need to do. Um, if it's the my part column that we're focusing on, and which tends to be heavy, heavier and weightier, which we need to own that and be take responsibility for that. But I think there needs to be an equal weight on the good reasons why we're seeing what we're seeing out of the um, the my part column of of their inventory if i can't get get real and and feel the weight of what happened to me um then then the my part is is never really going to going to become a w- weighty enough for me i need to i need to feel the weight of what happened to me hurt people hurt people not to justify my behavior hear me clearly but to understand and give reasons for why I'm seeing what I'm seeing. Why do I push people away? Why do I get so angry when somebody corrects me, right? You can say, well, just stop that. Just stop being so angry, right? That, that sounds real good. <laughs> it makes sense. We, we can even find some scriptures to back it up, but if I don't understand why I'm feeling that way and why I don't connect with people in my life, um, it's it's not going to fully impact the my part. So, making some space to hey, what's this? What's this like for you? I, I just really help me understand. It's a very curious posture. I want to understand your story. And not just through uh, the news reporter, but to understand how this impacts you and let that kind of fly over and, and I'll catch it in my catcher mitts in my own mirror neurons so that you can see the impact as you share that. I want you to see that this is a big deal. And this is where our words can be helpful. Um, we don't ever want to say, well, you shouldn't feel sad or you shouldn't feel angry I want to understand why you feel sad. I want to help me understand. um, It would make sense that if you've gone through that, that you would feel anger. We know that that will uh, get us frozen, but, but I want to make space for that. And here's where that Romans 2, coming back to that, talked about that in the last episode. Kindness leads to repentance. God's kindness leads to repentance. That's such an important thing. If that's God's strategy toward repentance... How can we make that our strategy? We can become so um, knowledge-based and we know the law and, and we forget that kindness is actually the foundation that helps us to speak the law, right? We, we, have, to, we have to let the, the kindness be the lead foot. And so how can I show you kindness right now? How can I show myself kindness as I'm hearing, by the way, these hard stories? It would make sense if it's hitting me. And I think that's a beautiful thing to, to say, man, as you're sharing this. And this is where our words can be important. By the way, I said this on the last episode. Kindness is not just uh, being nice. Sometimes we think, oh, you just be nice. Kindness is actually twofold. One is humility, As i'm sitting with you in this space i don't have all the answers and what a freeing thing to say i wish i could just fix this but i'm just a i'm just an average guy who's been in this road longer than you but i i need a savior just as much as you but but how do i have humility that i need a higher power and and even as you're you're talking about this like it hits my heart it grieves my heart for you it breaks my heart and that's the second part of this this kindness piece, is is not just um, it's not just humility, but it's courage to kind of bring light in that dark space. Again, we're not trying to say, well, you shouldn't feel that, or why don't you just do this and then you won't feel that kind of thing. But I think the courageous part of kindness humility has got to be the lead foot in that kindness. But then the the courageous side is saying, as you can I just tell you, as you, you shared this with me, it hit me and I feel that in my body and it breaks my heart. You didn't deserve that. You, you should have had somebody show up for you in that space and it breaks my heart. I wish you would have had somebody there for you and I'm so sorry that you went through this. Um... I just want you to hear that, that you are loved. And it makes sense why you feel like you're not loved, but I just want you to hear that that's not your fault. You didn't deserve that. And I'm here with you and I'm here for you. And here's a cool thing, um, just to process. And again, not making you guys counselors. I'm just trying to help you give you some tools to be present with people. Is Don't be afraid to, to lean into what's that like? Because you're giving them a new experience. What's that like to hear someone else say that what you're feeling makes sense? It makes sense and it actually is hitting me in a way that shows you that this, is, this pain is real. What's that like to hear that? Um, that could be so valuable uh, for someone uh, to, to hear that from you. I want to take a, a quick break uh, right here. Uh, when I come back, I'm going to continue that conversation. I hope you're finding some value in this, um, not getting overwhelmed, but, but just taking in some nuggets um, just to be human. Your, your skill is not important as much as being present. So when we come back, we'll continue the conversation. Hey, friends, if you're looking for a meeting, we need the, a, a focused community sometimes. Birds of the same feather. Well, how long do I need to talk about this hurt? As long as it takes. And this is just a safe setting to, to be able to talk about that with like-minded people so that you can look across the room and see people with the same issues and, and know that you're not alone. Join us in this beautiful healing community, community we call Celebrate Recovery. Fellowship Fayetteville, Fellowship Rogers. Every Friday night, go to fellowshipcr.org for more information. Hey, friends, welcome back. Again, this this process um, is, I don't want you to be overwhelmed and thinking, man, I got to figure all this out. I just want you to just allow that if you hear nothing more is just be present. And that means I got to be present with my own heart and how this is hitting me. Sometimes I think we can buy into this notion that we're just supposed to be stoic and just um, have a straight face and they're going to share all these really hard things and, and we don't have a reaction and we get through it and we check it off and man, wasn't this great? I'm glad we, we finished the, the fifth step. <laughs> I think there's greater value in you being human. And if if it doesn't hit you when I talk about being abused at the kitchen table by my stepfather. Now, again, we have to be regulated in that. We don't need to spin out and kind of just get very escalated or check, check out and kind of numb out and shut down. And that, that dysregulation in our body will actually create dysregulation. Isn't it fascinating how the body works? It truly is... Um, An open system. It 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 is in need of my regulation, of course, first comes from Christ, but he's big on the one another's. And so my regulation is from Christ, but the others and and being regulated or dysregulated helps in my own regulation. So that's why being around people and mentors and accountability partners and such. That when we're in distress, when they're in a place of regulation, it actually helps regulate my body. And so as, as I'm sharing some really hard things, it's not that I get dysregulated in my body. I want to feel that and go, this is really, really hard and I need to be regulated. I need to be breathing. Um, I need to stay present with you. But man, just being present with you in that can be a game changer. Now, here's what I want to say. This is why you can make an argument that maybe not doing the inventory in one setting can be valuable. And here's one one of those indicators that can can shape that and not to, you don't want the person on the the giving end to feel shame with this. If you see them kind of go into high escalation, they're starting to get anxious and almost kind of panicky or they're starting to really shut down. As they're talking about something, don't be afraid to lean into that and say, Hey, can we stop right there? This is really, really hard and you're doing such a great job. I always love to just remind sponsees, you're doing a great job talking about a really hard thing. And thank you for trusting me with this. But I noticed that I'm seeing something. I'm seeing you're getting a little bit escalated and, you know, on the high end escalated or low end shut down. Can we just lean into that? I want to make sure you're okay. How are you doing? And, you know, maybe we just need to take some deep breaths. Like, Can we just, what's happening in your body right now? What are you feeling? This is really hard. And as you're sharing it, I'm feeling that. This is really hard. Can we slow this down a little bit? And I can we just, and, and it sounds crazy, but can we just get back in the room? Uh, when I'm in that escalated or numb, shut down place, I'm leaving the room. It's like, can you feel your feet on the floor? Can you feel your butt in the seat? Can you feel your back against the seat? Do you hear the noise outside? Let's, what are you seeing in the room? Let's just kind of take some deep, kind of focus on your breathing for a second. Can you, can you feel your breathing? Maybe we take some deep breaths. Let's slow it down a little bit. Let's get back in the room. And as they feel you getting regulated and being present, just noticing that can be a huge regulator. Don't undermine the power of that. Slowing it down. And for me, when I'm dysregulated, when I can pay attention to that, it actually helps in regulating that. So don't be afraid to lean into that. And if you see panic or shutdown, make sure you're focusing on regulating your own body you don't want to become dysregulated and because you're overwhelmed if it's poking at something in you slow down focus on your breathing do i feel my butt in the seat but slow down with them and what where are you feeling? what do you feel in your body right now bro take some deep breaths can we slow it down let's focus on your breathing Do you feel your feet on this on the floor get them back in the room and a lot of times just by noticing it and paying attention to it we can get them back in the room if you find that that's not happening, then w- what we're hearing is they've they've reached their limit. I, what we don't want to do in this process is to create more pain and more trauma. It, it, just sharing it uh, is not enough. We want them to be present with it. And if they're fully shutting down or highly escalated, that's not a good time to to continue through the full inventory just to say we did it and check it off the list. Hey, I think we've done enough for today. This is awesome. And make sure they don't feel that shame. It's like you did exactly what you were able to do today. And your body's telling you that we've had enough for today. <laughs> let's shut it down for today. And let's let's spend some time in prayer and and just taking this to the Father. And asking him to honor your courage today, to be present with some really hard parts of your story. You did just what you were able to do. And I'm so proud of you, bro. Or sis, I'm so proud of you if you're a woman meeting with another woman. Is honor that and and love them. And it's much better to make sure they're present with their story. The healing happens in me being present with that person from my past that I'm bringing into the room, and and not let myself leave that space. Uh, part of that kindness it, through humility and courage is saying, "This is hard," and and hey, let's circle back. We're gonna spend some time in prayer here. This will be more valuable for this moment, um, and. And I want to be present with you. I want you to be present with that. And so let's, let's take some time and, and, uh, but how are you feeling right now? Where is it in your body? And we want to make sure they're in a safe space. If they're highly, highly escalated or shut down, you know, then you want to kind of just kind of go through that process of just checking, making sure they're good. You feel like, and I think that's why prayer and breathing and kind of getting them back in the room and. Encouraging, and and that's where your words can be helpful in kind of regulating them, um, so that so that they don't walk out of there dysregulated. So I would stay with them in that space and and utilize tools if you need that um, uh, to to get them the the resources they need because sometimes there's some significant trauma that may need extra help. Not that you're going to diagnose anyone, but don't be afraid to use the resources um, in your in your arsenal in your toolbox to, to help people in that space so as you're walking through this process be present with them your skill is very very little in this space your presence is so important and, and your presence will help you know what to do next when you notice something different then you do something different and don't feel like you just have to be a robot sitting there silent your, your listening is so important. Now, here's the thing. We don't want to go into analyzing their inventory afterward. Uh, the, it, the, the verbal, the left side of our brain, the verbal overt communication after an inventory or throughout the inventory should be just checking on the heart and what's happening in their body and what's going on in the room. And circle back for another meeting to kind of talk about some things that we see as, as your sponsor. Here's some patterns that I've seen. There, I see anger reoccurring on multiple things as a damage and effect. Hey, let's lean into that. Or here's a specific character defect. I run to porn every time I'm hurting or I'm discouraged or I'm let down or discouraged or whatever. Um, getting it wrong or making mistakes. Uh, let's find some new strategies. But don't do it in that setting. It's They they are literally walking into that space naked. I mean, they have just, they've let you into the sacred parts of their story and they feel naked. That's not the right time to kind of go into analyzing what they just put on the table. The healing, hear this clearly, your wisdom, there was an appropriate time for that. Your, your attention and your accessibility, your presence is going to bring incredible healing. I want you to hear that loud and clear. Sometimes we get so hung up on, okay, well, I need to tell them what to do so they don't go back to this if they can stay present with their story and share it with another human being that's with them and it's catching them in that space, I'm here for you. I love you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be by your side. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not running away from you. I'm not shaming you. That, that process in, in being in this open system of our bodies, being with another open system in a regulated person, just being present and loving me, and sometimes crying with me and being present with me, brings incredible healing. I think that's what makes this the fifth step so critical. Is it helps us to process uh, our story so that we can bring healing. There's healing in the revealing, and then yes, we develop some strategies uh, to deal with the my part and maybe some coping mechanisms or numbing agents that we've used to to run from our pain that now have become addictive or compulsive behaviors but we're actually trying to lean into the heart and you've heard me say this before but a lot of times compulsivity is when our mind our brain is trying to do to do the work that our heart was designed to do we've got to lean into the heart And your presence as another human being, another safe human being, is a big catalyst to the healing process. If you're on the giving end, knowing that you being present with your story and and being with that safe person is a game changer just by sitting with your story and sharing it and seeing that pain be caught by another person, that He's like, what's the point of saying this out loud? Uh, I thought we just got to get past, forget the things of our past. Well, we have to forget them, but the only way we can forget them is to acknowledge them and heal from them and entering into our stories and the inventory process and then inviting someone in, confessing it to God, asking for forgiveness for things we've done, but being honest. That word confess just means honest. That's what that's the whole root word of confess is be honest. That means being honest about the my part, but it's also being honest about the things that have been done to me and the damage and effect that has happened to me in my life. If I can get honest about that and sit with that and allow someone else to catch me in that, allow the Father to wrap his arms around both of us in this process. That's when change happens. And so I just want you to hear that it, the overriding message in this as we wrap up is how can I show kindness to myself on the receiving end to knowing I'm going to make mistakes? Um, but when I do, I can repair that and just admit that and say, hey, can we reset? I kind of checked out on you. This is too important. Um, you know, what's happening for you? Um, and, and then be able to just be present and be aware when you see something shift in them, um, see what's happening in them, check in with them. What's it like to share that? Uh, I'm here for you. Hey, you didn't deserve that. To be able to courageously speak some of those truths, not to tell them they shouldn't feel sad, not to tell them they shouldn't feel angry, but to say it makes sense. Um, you didn't deserve that. And I wish that you didn't have to face that. When I can see someone gets it and understands my story, it's just like this big <sighs> somebody finally sees it. And and here's the thing, you have to expect sometimes when you show kindness to someone else, you're probably gonna get a little resistance because they're not gonna believe it. Um I know for me, when I first started growing into having male relationships, my, my biggest thought was, okay, what do you want from me? You're, you're being too kind. <laughs> and are you going to be one more person that leaves me? And so there was a little bit of stiff arming happening when when guys would try to show kindness to me. And I still battle it sometimes. Uh, but learning how to take this in, it makes sense. If you're showing that love and compassion to someone, they may give you a little stiff arm. Can you sit with them in that and not take it personally? It makes sense why they're pushing your way. If, if, if their parents, their mom, their dad, their brother, the sister, their boss, brother, or whatever, pushed them away and, and left them. Um, It would make sense why they can't fully trust that you're actually doing something that they actually long for, and yet they're still pushing you away, that you'll you'll feel that tug, push and pull happening. Can you sit with them even when you're feeling that uh, pushing away, like, hey, I'm still here, and can I even in my own heart know in regulating my own body, my own heart, that it makes sense why they're pushing me right now because no one's ever done this for them What a gift that we get to be one of their new experiences, their new understandings that I'm not going anywhere. I'm here and and I'm not going anywhere and I see your pain and I'm sorry you went through that. And what a privilege that I get to be in this sacred space with you. Well, I hope this has been beneficial for you. I know it can be a little bit overwhelming. My biggest uh, goal in this was for you to understand that it's not about how much you know. It's not about all these great skills that you have. It's about your presence. And guys, You, God has wired you for connection, and he's wired you for longing to connect with someone. Um, as I mentioned in a previous podcasts, Everyone comes into this world looking for someone, looking for someone, just like my grandkids came into this world, looking for someone, looking for someone to be there for them. And when we experience that, it's a game changer. And that's a beautiful expression, in this inventory, receiving, listening, and we get to be there for someone who's looking for someone and love them and just be present. I hope that brings you some encouragement. Hey, thanks so much for being with me today. I hope it's been helpful Uh, until next time. God bless.